Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Morning. Hey, good morning, Kenny. You want to take off the gloves about Darius Garland now, or you want to wait? Let's take the gloves off. Let's just take the gloves Taking off and start swinging at each other. Off. I've been sitting here. Why does it have to be that almost, vicious? I've been sitting here for 20 hours, and I'm just like, well, let's take the gloves off right now. Because I think. Why does a decent, I, well, a legitimate debate, a I discussion saw, about the state of affairs I saw the responses. with a particular player on a basketball team, why does that have to constitute I saw the responses a no-holds-barred melee? To your opinion about Darius Garland, and I got a little bit annoyed because I got a little annoyed because there were there were some people going, you better be careful. What what are they? What's the name that people have for Garland fans? What is this name that the internet has come up with, has, cook, has cooked up with for Garland oh, fans? I don't even know. I didn't know there was well, let's one. Let's see. Let's see what you had said. Hold on. Well, does Dar- uh, what is Darius Garland's nickname? Uh oh, the Garland Guardians, according to uh Brandon here on social media. Twitter reactions brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's Premier Jewelry Store. Brandon says, or you had said, love Donovan sticking up for DG. It's what real leaders do. He did this at 103 p.m. Mm-hmm. I think you brought this up in the show, but who knows if I was paying fully attention. Uh, you said, love Donovan sticking up for DG. It's what real leaders do. But we all have eyes, in parentheses, and the stats to back it up. The, the Is that what that is? Is that what that, that stands for? Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. to back it up, end of parentheses. DG is a shell of his former self right now. Hell, Ben Simmons has a higher per. PER, and yeah. It, yeah, but I always said per, sorry. P-E-R in eight less minutes a game. We know how talented he is. Cavs need him badly to win a series in the East. When you say Ben, Ben Simmons is loaded language. Ben Simmons yeah, is the yeah, was Andy language. Dalton's backup. Okay, so at least you understand hell that. Yeah. If, okay. if, if, if anybody is questioning where Darius Garland's game is this season, I just put him in a sentence with Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons was the guy with the higher P-E-R. And when you say Ben Simmons, I'm going to take yeah. it as disrespect. And so when Brandon says the Garland Guardians are the Garland Guardians in this city will see this and come for you, they will protect him at all costs. And there were plenty of people who saw that and came after you and tried to protect him at all costs. And maybe I'm one of them. Maybe I'm one of them. I, I think we're getting a little bit overzealous with the Darius Garland stuff. I, I actually I think we're getting a lot overzealous with the Darius Garland stuff. I mean, he missed how many? 14, 15 mm-hmm. games this year? Okay. He came back and and I understand he's not driving as much as he should. 
He's not looking for any contact the way that he he started to uh, during the All-Star run. I understand that. But I also know that he is a 6'2 guy, and he is a slight body. And I don't think the contact— 6'2". I think, I think you're giving him two okay, inches. Okay, fine. He's a 6'2 guy, <laughs> give or take two inches. It was okay enough for Liz, and it'll be okay enough for you in a basketball <laughs> argument. So give or take two inches, I got a 6'2 guy, allegedly— who doesn't necessarily naturally run into contact that much with behemoths in the NBA. And it hurts even more when he's been slapped in the face yeah. numerous times and broke his jaw. That Guys, that is going to lead to less aggression. Yeah. So now you are, battling, you are battling a guy who lost weight. He's already slight to begin with. Now, I know that he's put some of that weight back on. But he lost weight. He's already slight to begin with. I, now, I can't defend the whole not dribbling while he was injured. I don't understand that. Yeah, that I, saw, I can't. I, oh, the, the only reason, well, let's, let's, tell, people, my arms in the let's tell people why that came up because the pushback I got was uh, he missed all these games. Somebody said he lost 20 pounds. He lost 12, according to Chris Fedor. And what did you expect? 12 pounds is a lot to a guy I, that, that and, thin. And he is. He is. I, I think the bigger picture is that, you know, he's basically, and, and this isn't a load management situation, He's basically missing 15 or so games every year, 15 to 20 every year. This is who he is as a very slight point guard who's one of the smallest starting point guards in the league that has the obvious limitations on defense. And when that comes up, when that comes up, what you just said about, well, you know, because somebody responded, well, he, he was told not to dribble. So I'm like, what was the injury again, Ken? What was the injury again to Darius Carlin? He fractured his jaw. So why wasn't he able to work on I facets got, of his game? Tone, I got, I got nothing. Like, I got when it that happened. I can't defend. When I the don't know what that is. When the injury happened, I said, "Well, the good news is that while Darius will have to ramp up, get his cardio up, and get his body back to where it is, the good thing is he'll be able to." His his shot was broke earlier in the year for him, for him, not for most people. I mean, for Max Struess, you know, that would be a good shot, but for Darius Garland. That was way below. Somebody's taking a lot of shots. Way below. And his turnovers. <laughs> Remember, he led the league in turnovers at one point, which was unbelievable know, considering his usage was nowhere near some of the top nope. guys like Giannis in the league, and he was turning the ball over so much. Nobody would so let me f- hear the end of it. He had the, the, these litany of issues that it was uh, apparent to everybody with eyes that he was not Darius Garland. Like, this was not him. And he had other injuries to start the year, too. So that was compounding the problem. And all I said was, well, the good news is he's going to be able to work on his shot and his ball handling during the break. And then turns out, no, doctors told him he could not dribble. I'm like, what? I got no defense of that. For a jaw injury? Well, I, hey, well you got to go by doctor's orders. Oh, you're I gotta, telling me Donovan Mitchell would not have worked on his game? 216-474-0092. If there's any doctor driving yeah, in right now, know. please let us know. Lima is a person who knows people in the medical field. He knows a lot more doctors than I do. Yeah, but this one was lost on me. I only have the great Dr. Curtis Dornan, and I don't know if I would ask him this question. Maybe he would know. Maybe he wouldn't. I don't know. I don't know if he's up and about. He's got a lot of children he has to deal with. So I'm not sure if that's that's the case, Tone. I have no idea about that. I I can't fight you on that one. There are a number of reasons why Darius' game has gone south to where in the Hollinger point guard rankings, he's 24th. The doctors wouldn't let him dribble. He's, he's 24th. This is not the Darius we all fell in love with. This is not the all-star it's, Darius Garland. So, yes, there are reasons. And there are fans who will always say, well, there are reasons. There are reasons that Baker Mayfield had this kind of a season. There are reasons that Colin Sexton did. Don't like compare we, me to a Baker but, Mayfield defender, no, no, it's, please. It's, it's, what, it's what fans 
that that stick up for their guys and good. Every fan base in every every town in every sport, they need a fan base that sticks up for them. That's that's fine. But we can also be honest and say this is not remotely the Darius Garland that not only he is, but that this team desperately needs in terms of a second creator for the playoffs. Because if their second creator in the playoffs yeah. is Evan Mobley, who's panicked and running the wrong way out of bounds for a clutch potential three-point attempt the other night, uh, if it's Max Strews, who's one of the lowest percentage high-volume shooters in the NBA, like you're going down in flames in the first round if you don't get the Darius Garland that he needs to be. That's fair. They got 26 games left, according to my math that I had to write out real quick because I'm not very good at it. Do they not have time to get that figured out with Darius? No, that's the the one fortunate thing is you do. I do think okay. down the stretch run, you you have that opportunity. And that's why we were so quick. Like fans are like, did you see the two three-pointers he just made the other night against the Wizards? Like you could tell we are so desperate to see it that we'll – Against the worst team in basketball, if he hits two threes in a in a close game that has no business being close in the fourth quarter, we'll crown him right it's, there. It's tough for me because I I get defensive of him. I'm gonna get to this call here in a second. I get defensive of him. However, I can't. Yeah, I, if I'm coming to such a defense at six in the morning to start off a show with you, like getting ready for a game tonight against the Dallas Mavericks, it would have to show I'm a bit concerned about him, wouldn't it? I, if I wasn't concerned about Darius Garland, I'd be talking to you about you and Owen on, the, on your way into work this morning, which we will talk about at 745 during FML. Like, that's that's what I would do. The, Instead, I, I decided to, to tee off on you about Darius Garland and try to put you through the paces here. But obviously, if I go, hey, are you concerned about Darius Garland? I don't know, Ken, do you hear yourself? So I have to admit that. Let me get to Mike in Cleveland. Hello, Mike. Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks you, for taking my call. Are you a doctor? Well, I'm a uh, self-appointed doctor. I pulled a Rambo once when I was camping and sewed my own finger You've up. done your own that. research. Okay, <laughs> that sounds good. You performed a tourniquet. Excellent. The only thing I could think of is if while dribbling, he misses it for somebody breaking his concentration, comes up and hits him in the mug. That's the only thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, he's a professional that, basketball player, Mike. Dribble. He's a professional Boy, basketball was, player. Was, I understand. <laughs> I understand, but what else you got? I mean, that's the only thing I can come up with. It was last year. Like it was fascinating how many games he I would get jostled in the face and then he would be on the deck for four minutes and we were wondering, is this it? Is this it again? And then it happened again this year. I need a doctor. So, unfortunately, I don't know how if he plays any different. I mean, Trey Young is a foul merchant, right? That's the terminology for somebody like Trey Young who's going to miss maybe the rest of the season. The gravity. We'll see. The, the, the thing that Trey Young does is – he flails away into the lane. So you would think Trey Young would be getting hit in the face way more than Darius Garland does. I don't know what happened. So Darius... Because he got hit in the face a whole bunch, and now he's timid. That's what well, happened. That, that, that is I'm true. I'm not afraid to say he's timid. That is true. That I, I think that might happen to anybody you gotta, he's who gets a shooter. hit that much. You're a shooter. You're supposed to draw fouls in this league. And, and part of drawing slight. fouls in this league is obviously making physical contact. That's the whole point of a foul. And he's a slight guy, but he's a shooter. I got to get you to the line so I can get people off you so you can get a shot off. Is that not the name of the game? But I can't get a shot off if I can't get to the line a whole bunch and get people into some sort of foul trouble. Because I'm going to have the ball in his hand a whole bunch. So there, what I get upset about is there's a reason I got 26 games to go. And I think some people are being a little bit 
I know what's going on here. And the crux to me is that a lot of people are worked up about Donovan Mitchell and keeping Donovan happy. And and I just, I think a lot of people are worked up about his future. And I think a lot of people are taking any sort of conversation that they hear nationally and they seem to be taking it out on Darius Garland. Because there's nothing I can say about Donovan Mitchell that would impugn his reputation. And I mean that sincerely. There's nothing I can say negative about Donovan Mitchell right now. Not Not a thing, not at all. He's been perfect. He's been professional. He's been a great player. There's nothing I could say about him. But I think a lot of people, because of... It wasn't just after the All-Star break that they started to struggle. The couple of games before the All-Star break, they started to fart around. So this has been kind of the last two weeks plus that they have not been to their ass-kicking ways. And you're not always going to be that way. It's It's a tougher part of the schedule. Orlando's not a team that... Just goes quietly into that good night. Chicago's trying to stick around. Obviously, Dallas is going to be a tough test tonight. And Philadelphia is still supposed to be a playoff team. I know that. So some of this stuff is explainable. But I think to a lot of people, it might be taking on ex- uh, taking on uh, excuses. And we are in the time of year where we overreact to what the Cavs are doing because there's not a whole lot else going on. That's another thing, is that the, the spotlight is white hot on them. Because I got the I got the Guardians in spring training and the Browns aren't doing anything right now except getting ready for the combine and we got some other op- rumors and innuendo and things like that but there's nothing I can see tangibly on a on a field of, or court of play. I, I listen. There are enough games left in a season and then obviously the Cavs are going to the playoffs. Cavs are going to have home court advantage in the playoffs. Um, we know how fickle that can be because they lost it so fast last year against the Knicks. It was like, oh yeah, we had home court advantage. Where'd that go? That's gone. And then Darius, in, I think it was game two of that of that yes. series. Game two was the he, game that he He, he was a monster. Yeah. He's a total monster. They've got to get back to that. They've got to they've have that second guy. All these good NBA playoff teams have a second guy. Evan Mobley is not, not close to ready to be that guy. And, you know, there's only so much. You can hope that Karis LeVert can come off the bench, and he is a guy capable of dropping 25 at any time if he's hot, but if you're if you're riding him and he happens to not be, you know, he can well, sink you just as fast. Twenty six games can Evan Mobley get there in twenty six. I don't think so. I don't I think Evan Evan's matchup oriented, so against bad teams. I don't want to uh, we're against sticking to Garland teams, right now. I'm not talking yeah. about Mobley yet. Yeah, I know. I just I, I got plenty of well, time. Well he's to, asking a legitimate question because we've wondered where well, we gotta we're, do three, something, Ken. We're three fourths of the well, way. Well I there. know we have to do something here, but it, I mean you got of the three guys, excuse me, of the four guys, I got Jared Allen who's doing exactly what he needs to do. Right? Right. Yeah. He's been okay? good. But is Jared Allen, frankly, is Jared Allen a big part of the future? You're not going to run any offense. He's not an offensive option. Okay, but is he also a big part of the future? Because I got to think big term here, long term. Uh, Is he or has has he or has he not been the first trade piece that people have talked? Maybe. Maybe. Thank you. Maybe. Mobley, we expect to be a part of the future. Okay, well, I'm concerned. And Darius Garland, clearly I'm concerned because now I, I got a timid guy who's and I, guys, I would be too if I got slapped by six foot eight guys every in the face every time I went to the paint. Yeah, I'd probably be a little bit nervous myself. I'll admit that. It's really we annoying. Got, I'm six we three, and I'd be nervous. Joe running point. Yeah. Well, Why are you guys doing that? I mean, stop put, hitting me. Put it at this: most guys listen to us are probably five ten. If some guy who's six eight, six nine slapped you in the face and hurt you, hurt your eye or broke your jaw, probably be a little bit nervous taking it to the block. I'll admit that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Darius, so, Darius was dribbling in there as a bunch of Cam Newtons but it's at his, a football camp. But it's his job. Stay two. Stay two of that reference. We'll see if it continues. Our continuing coverage. I, I just can't, can't stop believe watching it that happened. video. I can't his hair, believe it. His hair sticking through the hat, and he's just hip tossing <laughs> high school players. Are those high school kids? I'm not sure. Who were know. those? 
I would imagine they it's were. six people, right? How do we not have and the story yet? And he's just hip-tossing them. What provoked? It's Cam he's Newton. He's got to be 6'5", 260 by now. Oh, yeah. And he is in shape. Yes. He's not like, he's oh, dumb. I've been away from football. I That's let it all dumb. go. Like, he's bigger than Joe. Look, Joe's taller, but yeah. he's heavier than Joe. Like, Joe's leaner. He's stronger. I wouldn't mess with Joe. I wouldn't mess with Cam Newton. I wouldn't mess with any of those guys. People hated. I, I had a wild take on CBS Sports Radio, which is probably why I'm no longer on CBS Sports Radio. What was it? At the end, when no one would really give Cam Newton a shot, I'm like, how can he not rush the passer? How would he not be defensive I end? That. I remember that. How, who's going to stop Cam Newton from coming after Well, you said LeBron James is a defensive end, too. I did. <laughs> and I, I maintain. I'd at least put Cam at tight end. It's, That's take, true. There's not a chance. Flats. LeBron James is a terrific athlete. There's not a chance he could stand the physical punishment of being a defensive end. Cam, possibly, because he's nuts and yeah, had broke, a, broke his back before, and he still went out and played like the that man's. weekend. Yeah, the man is uh, on another level when it comes to physicality. That, I thought, was a more believable take than the LeBron James thing. All right, we'll get back to Darius Garland coming up in a bit. I, I'm, tr- I'm avoiding Evan Mobley right now. Because of the guys who are, I, I don't know about Donovan's future, Dar- be, just because of the contract. Mobley's a com- conversation. Garland's a conversation. Jarrett's been great, but how much of a conversation can you have? So when I really dig underneath the surface, I will admit there's a lot of things that I don't necessarily want to see. 216-474-0092. Coming up next, it's news so big. We have a guest Friday to talk about it, about last night, next on The Fan. Now, the Ken Carmen Show with Anthony Lima give their thoughts on what you might have missed about last night. He said we. Will he still be saying we Ooh. in 2024? Find out at 7 o'clock. Boy, that is going to be the question. Spicy, Kenny. Thank you. Spicy. Ken likes this question spicy. I love it, too. It's time for About Last Night. Okay. And Darius Garland, the two of us. No holds barred, as you dubbed it earlier in the show. Getting after it, and then they I feel like at each other. I feel like we kind of agreed. We kind of agreed. We both. No, we, I don't. I don't agree with you. We both agree that no. he is not looking anything like Darius Garland. But I have a reason for it. Like, there's people just well, they're the Garland Guardians. Well, wait, wait. Are we supposed to think he just sucks now? Well, he doesn't I, I, suck. Oh God, when you were out, I had people. Yeah, I had people saying it. I go, come on, guys. No, there are. Because there is a max contract there. And I go, well, what else are you going to yeah. pay the guy? Well, you hold he, on to a guy who's a top end pick. You're going to you're gonna pay him a top end salary. Well, I think, I think obviously we're all, we've all been led to believe that he's part of their future. When you pay him 200 bucks with a chance to make 230 plus million dollars. And if you think Kobe Altman's going to admit he's wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good luck. I mean, he, Darius has been has always been a part of the core and so has Evan Mobley. You know, Jared Allen, I know the I know he's working under a very team-friendly contract. I don't think anybody would ever put a stop sign up if he was part of a bigger trade to bring in more infuse more talent to the team. Like that's it, that's always been part of the discussion, but Jared Allen's played so well this year. Probably should have been an all-star for the second time yes. in his career. Yes. Um Darius, the reason I think we're so nervous is because he's part of the core with or without Donovan Mitchell. At least that was the thought when you got Donovan Mitchell. Meanwhile, Zach Harper appeared right here on Sports Radio 
92.3 The Fan, national NBA writer. They had this to say about Garland, his struggles, and where he fits. I mean, I don't think he's nearly as good as, as I expected him to be, and I think as most people did, because one, the injury, he missed a lot of time, right? And two, I do still think, like, even though they were successful last season, they've been successful this season, there's still not that comfort with him and Donovan still on the court together, you know? Like, I, it's not bad. It's not like, ooh, I don't know if this can work. I just don't think it's maximizing both players at all times. I think you've even seen Mobley suffer from that a little bit, because you know those are two guys that need the ball in their hands to find that rhythm and to be at their best and trying to spread that around, trying to get them in rhythm is tough. And Donovan's just been the better player. And everything he says there, I, I, I don't think is far off. Now, whether or not, you know, this is going to stunt Garland and hitting the ultimate ceiling that we always thought he was going to, I think that's way too premature. I mean, if, if Donovan Mitchell tells the Cavs he wants to go somewhere else and they trade him this offseason... Do we not all think if Darius Garland's healthy, he's he's not going to put up huge numbers next year? He's got, well, he's going to put up huge numbers. The question is, how good is the basketball yeah, how team? how good is the team going to be? Then I have to start. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Wondering the same question I wondered for Colin Sexton, and that's only to be fair. If you're not a great basketball team and, you're, and teams are averaging over 90 points a game, well over, yeah. someone's got to score the bulk of the points. Well, tonight is a huge matchup. They're going up against the Dallas Mavericks. And if you look at, uh, you know, Dallas and how well they played in, in really the last month as they've gotten healthier, this is, I think, the healthiest the Mavs have been. But yet they're still at the eight seed in the West. They're coming off a loss. It's a huge matchup tonight. And I cannot wait to see because, you know, Sometimes all it takes is one game. If Darius Garland goes off tonight and the Cavs win. I am going to be insufferable. I tomorrow. think, well, good. We all should be. Oh, I mean, wow. I, I think we'll all be sitting here saying, there you go. That's that's the guy that the Cavs need down the stretch run and into the playoffs. Sometimes it only takes one game. We just haven't seen but that one game. You just called game. him a shell of his former self the other day, yesterday. I mean, is that not what it's looked like? What if he breaks out of his shell, though? So after one game, he's fixed? I th- I think it would go a long way towards instilling confidence. Okay, well I have to. I have that's to a perfect team your, to do it because Dallas. Premise then. Well, how? That's my whole thing about not freaking out. 
if all of a sudden, like if he went for 30 tonight and looked great doing it and they won against Dallas, well, all of a sudden he's fixed and everything's going to be fine? Oh, I don't know that it'd be fixed. Certainly, I don't know if it's going to get well. They got but Chicago I, tomorrow. But so. I, I think it would go a long way. I mean, look at these numbers. Every 6 of 15, 6 of 13. Uh, he just hasn't shot well. He's had some nice games from three-point land, but other than that. Well, when a doctor won't let him dribble, <laughs> will a doctor let him shoot? I need a doctor to explain to me why. Before the end of the show, please, yeah. somebody run down a doctor to explain to me why he wasn't allowed to dribble while he had a fractured jaw. And if you think you're going to be an all-time great player and you're a max player, would you listen to a doctor on that one? Uh, hmm. Like, do you think Kobe Bryant is saying they're going, well, doctor's orders, I'm not allowed to dribble the basketball. I mean, they say mama mentality, but on this one, I got to... I got to take the advice. I got to take the suggestion. Anyway, Dane Brugler is talking wide receivers. We had a big conversation about Amari Cooper, whether he is a number one. Check all of that on the Odyssey Rewind function. It's all available for you and on the websites where you can find it. So we had that discussion yesterday, and it led people to believe, well, if you can't get T. Higgins, if you can't get Mike Evans, maybe the Browns need to be going into the draft. To bolster their wide receiver core. Here's Dane Brugler right here on Sports Radio 92.3 The Fan with more on this year's wide receivers in the draft. I'm convinced that for the rest of our lives, wide receiver is going to be a strength of every draft. That's where all the athletes are going. From peewee to youth football, seven on seven, high school, you know, the top athletes want the ball in their hands. And if they're not quarterbacks, they want to be wide receivers. And so we're going to see receivers be a strength from here on out. And this year, no exception, 17 in my top 100. And there were a few guys that I hated leaving out of that top 100. A couple receivers easily could have made it. So, you know, if you're a team like the Browns who are in the market for wide receiver help, all these different flavors of receiver, this draft has something for you. So if I'm the Browns, receiver is looking like a pretty appealing position somewhere on day two. Okay, so day two, obviously the Browns don't have a day one draft pick. Now the way that they have drafted under this regime is taking wide receivers, taking flyers. And you tell me if you don't like the term flyer. But Cedric Tillman, I think, was the 11th wide receiver taken. He was 74th overall the year before that. David Bell, 99th wide receiver. I think he was 16th wide receiver taken. The year before that, Anthony Schwartz, 91st overall. But again, double digits in terms of receivers taken. They have never taken aim at a receiver, you know, in that in that day one, which they haven't had the picks, or day two. Do you think that changes this time around? Well, I would say our first pick is at mid-50, 54-55. So if you wanted a wide receiver, wouldn't you go there? Like, I, they're fl- the quote-unquote flyer stuff really hasn't panned out that well. Like, Cedric Tillman, Cedric Tillman has some talent. People are like, well, maybe he could be the number two. Well, I, I clearly, saw that yesterday, so people were asking. But you've been given evidence here from the Browns hold media uh, that he is not running great routes, and he is not running the right routes. And you saw that in a couple of games where Joe Flacco was frustrated. And then remember the game against the Bears where Joe Flacco nearly threw the pick six is – Cedric Tillman comes off the field, and Kevin is saying, no, son, wrong route. Like, it's that type. So now I have to wonder, okay, your top end in AIDS. He's a rookie, so you can get better running a route, clearly. But now I have to think, okay, is he going to get it? Because you got to have something there. Is his top end speed great? No. Is his route running great? Clearly not. Is his playmaking ability there? Maybe. 
Okay, can we work on the other things? Okay, but is that going to be ready to be a viable number two option? Getting ready for 2024? I can't expect that, can I? Well, no. No, I, I, I agree with you there. You know, big question. You know, I've heard in recent years, and this isn't a Browns thing, this is an NFL thing, is the calendar. So the draft is after free agency, right? Yeah. The free agency comes before the draft. Yeah. Do you think that will dictate the draft? Like if they come up empty in free agency, then they have well, to where go they, in the draft. Where right? are they supposed to go in free agency that's going to give them a better person than what they already have? I mean, they they haven't signed. This is where I said what I said about Kobe Altman. Now I have to look at Andrew Barry here. I said what I said about them not with Cedric Tillman and David Bell. David Bell's been banged up. But if you have Amari Cooper, well, he's making 20. Now that can be restructured, clearly. But I have Elijah Moore there. Now, Elijah Moore is going into the final year of a four-year rookie deal. Or are they going to give up on Elijah Moore after this year? Because they gave up a second-round pick for Elijah Moore. And we've all said, and I don't know if you felt this way, but Daryl and I felt this way, that he was kind of misused. And it kind of set the tone for the rest of the year. Like, they thought he was going to be this Brandon Ayuk guy who might be available for everybody. But... I don't. If you're going to trade for anybody, do you have what picks do you have to trade? Yeah, do we have the what assets? What space do you have to sign that guy for a long term deal? You can you can create some space, but there's a lot of things that you have to do, and that would also involve kicking the can down the road. But with Deshaun Watson and his contract, when Daryl was on yesterday and flatly said he would not restructure him. Okay, well that's definitely going to affect what you can do in terms of getting a wide receiver in free agency yeah, they, or in a trade. If they don't restructure. Then I say Watson's forget it. Contract, You're going to the draft. For, they don't have for much wide money. Yes. They don't have much available money. That's it for about last night. Outstanding. I mean, is there a problem with anything I said right there? I don't think so. No. It, 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 I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that's what it comes down oh, boy, to. Boy, reality hits quick when we're talking about being aggressive, taking wide receivers much higher than where they've taken them. And oh, by the way, they traded a second rounder for Elijah I'm, Moore. I, I think if Elijah Oof. Moore shows anything, they're going to try to sign him and keep him to, to pay that off. Which is a sunk cost, possibly, but that's where a lot of teams stand. Oh, we've seen three years of Elijah Moore, two different teams, I about a hundred quarterbacks, and it has not looked good with I anybody. Wanna, none of those quarterbacks have been that great, though, except for Joe Flacco. Uh, I want to ask Zach Jackson about that coming up at eight twenty. Okay, make sure remind me. I asked Zach Jackson about that Elijah Moore scenario coming up at eight twenty this morning. Coming up next, it was a big loss, but. Let's not overreact to one loss. It is explainable. I'll tell you why next on the phone. Two one six four seven four double ninety two. Lima, you asked me yesterday off the air on the phone. Should we overreact? Should the Browns overreact to the playoff loss? You, we just went over this whole. You took me on this odyssey, a wide receiver, and I go, guys, you're kind of trapped in a way, and you don't even realize it. And I could draw it up on the whiteboard if you want me to, and explain it to everybody. Because then, well, you, you, like if we had Daryl on yesterday and he'd say, well, you can't restructure Deshaun Watson. Are you? He would bite the bullet and wouldn't restructure Deshaun Watson. Okay, well, then we could stop this tough talk about wide receivers right now. Because you're still not going to be able to restructure enough without his contract restructured to go out and trade or pick up one of those other free agents. And when we got to the whole argument about Amari Cooper and whether or not he's a legit number one in the NFL, not just because he's the number one at the Browns, Okay, if you wanted to get him, you want to get someone as good or better, that's just an impossibility. Those guys aren't free agents. Those guys aren't, they're, they're not traded without anything that you you really don't have. You don't have a high enough pick to trade one of those guys. Now, Amari Cooper was traded for his contract in a fifth-round pick. I guess you could do something like that if you really wanted to try. 
but it might be hard to do considering, again, the amount of money that's going to be against your cap coming up in the future because of your quarterback's contract situation. And then when it comes to the draft, you haven't done very well drafting wide receivers, taking quote-unquote flyers on guys. Well, I, I asked you the question, not just in terms of wide receiver. I, I'm talking about everything, the entire team, knowing that, you know, quarterback, you're not, you're not, you, you, we know who the quarterback is. That has nothing to do with the quarterback. Yes. And we know Joe Flacco threw those pick sixes, which made that game, you know, unwinnable. But I would also argue the defense, the defense actually played worse than Joe Flacco did in that game. Remember, Joe Flacco was lights out in the first half. Mm-hmm. The only thing that derailed Joe Flacco in the first half was a couple of blitzes um, that they could not block or or just pass rushes that they could not block on third down that led to sacks. But Joe Flacco had played lights out in the first half, very similar to the Joe Flacco we had seen the five weeks prior, and they were losing, and they had given up so many yards offensively. And I know the final stats. they you mean defensively. Defensively, the final stats, you know, they gave up in total yards, 356 yards. It's because the Texans didn't do anything in the fourth quarter because they, it was a blowout. Yeah. Like, it, it could have been a 500-yard day easily if C.J. Stroud was allowed to just step back and throw the way that he wanted to. And so I asked you the question. We're doing all these things to, to figure out how to – improve the Browns. What every team's trying to do is improve on the roster they had the year before. And like I said, every year, uh, it's kind of funny. There are 30 fan bases that think the team is better than the year before every year, which is not really possible. Do they have to look at what happened in that playoff game? And Andrew Barry's talking today and Kevin Stefanski's talking tomorrow. You'll hear all that from the combine right here on the fan live. Should they be asked, how much are you going to react to what happened in that playoff game? Um, or are we just going to say it's a fluke? Be, are we just going to no, say the playoff game is a fluke? It's not a fluke. It's not a fluke, but I don't think it should be overreacted to. I think a lot of things are explainable in that game. I think everything should be examined, and that game should be examined as well. Why did it not go our way? But also, there's an explanation for it that not a lot of people are going to like because you were kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. You go back to the game that they played against Houston on December 24th. It might have done you better had C.J. Stroud played in that football game. <laughs> Yeah, it might. It's ser- I'm serious about this because you had this guy who, yeah, you had a lot of tape on, but you didn't have your defense against him. So say you go out there and you just get smashed the way you did in the playoff game against the Houston Texans. There's not a chance in hell you're not going to be better prepared and ready to play them in a postseason game. Now, I have to say that and see how that all shakes out because it's just easy to say, well, you would have won the next game against the Jets. You would have played against the Bengals. So there's no argument against whether or not you should have rested guys because you would have probably played everybody against the Bengals to make sure you were in the playoffs at that time. And then once you're into the playoffs at that time, then if you happen to play the Texans again, I think you're more prepared to take on C.J. Stroud. Naturally, because you will have... It's one thing to see things on tape. It's another thing to experience them. And you can do that for a lot of things in life. So if you got all this misdirection going on, you got J.O.K., JOK had a great game. I don't want to use him as an example, but you have guys who were just caught at linebacker who were out of position and having to catch up. Well, they're obviously going to learn from that because they physically were caught out of position in Houston against C.J. Stroud on December 24th. But because they played against, I don't even remember the quarterback they played against that oh, day, yeah. Case Keenum. Because they played against Case Keenum, it wasn't going to be that way. Well, here, here's why I bring it up. Because I told you in the three weeks that I was sitting at home listening to the station, I didn't hear the playoff game brought up once. I heard uh, the parade that we wanted to throw for Miles Garrett winning Defensive Player of the Year, um, and rightfully so. The 
uh, joy from a lot of fans doing I told you so's on Kevin Stefanski because it was his second coach of the year, and yet you people wanted him on the hot seat. I mean, I don't have to remind anybody what the reaction was after the San Francisco 49ers game. There were people that wanted to fire Kevin Stefanski after a win over a team that eventually went to the Super Bowl. I thought that was silly at the time. I think it's silly now. But in the three weeks that I'm sitting at home, I didn't hear the playoff game. I'm being dead serious. I didn't hear the playoff game brought up once. So it seems to me the it's fans, a convenient ignorance of it. The fans ignore it. Are, 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 for you not to bring up that playoff game one time, at least when I was listening, mm-hmm. I didn't hear a host talk about it. I didn't, I didn't see it anywhere. Then it would seem to me that the fans and the media alike are treating that game as a fluke, that it didn't happen. No, it's not that, a fluke. That it, that it should not it should not be a part of any of the team building going forward, that you should just run back the defense as best you can, and we'll be fine next year. Well, I, there's only so much I think I can do with that defense. Plus, there's a lot of names that are coming off that list because of guys who were on one-year contracts or at the end of the line there. So now I have to I have to make that better with the draft or I have to make that better in free agency, like the Zadarius Smith stuff. I know that we're going to talk a little bit more about that at 7, but Zadarius Smith is a very important piece to come back because he played well. But do we want to find ourselves in the same conversation because I'm finding a bunch of different other guys because what did I hear about Zedaria Smith? What did Zach say that people were telling him about Zedaria Smith when he got here? Starts off well, doesn't yeah. end so well. Fades. Okay, where were we at with Jadeveon Clowney? No offense to Zedaria Smith. That's a high crime to accuse him of being the same way. But do you think Zedaria Smith makes... faded all that much mm-hmm. last year? No, I didn't. No, I think he played hurt, but I don't think he. I don't think he did that. I'm not trying to put him in the same category as the guy who tried to poison the locker room two years ago in Jadeveon Clowney. But because of the Jadeveon Clowney experience, that's made me a little bit more gun-shy on, hey, let's bring him on back and run this thing back. So there might be changes that are needed there. Will Miles make another guy better? Will Jim Schwartz make another guy better? I don't want to overreact to that game against Houston just because I look at it simply going, there could have been a lot you could have learned had C.J. Stroud played in the game on Christmas Eve. It's unfortunate, but I think it's true. But it, I, it, that's not a that's not an erase uh, everything, and we don't need to do anything to anything yeah, because would, of that game. I, it was such a jarring difference what we saw in that playoff game from the regular season. I would love to know from fans if you disregard that, or if you look at that and say, which what some people warned us about Jim Schwartz <laughs> is that he becomes very predictable. He in, and this is a Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz. So I, I think some of the criticism would be laughable. I did find it very interesting to not get one interview for a head coaching job, despite the unbelievable job where he took that Browns Champions defense. Post. But but are you happy he didn't get a? He, he, I mean, he's nobody, still here and he's been the best defensive coordinator I mean, we've had since probably they came is that, back. Is that telling though that that and and what happened in the playoff game is that is that something we should be worried about that we are predictable I don't know a lot of that is about organization and other things about it but that's I, I don't want to bog it down so I I just wonder from fans like should we all should should the team should the organization be like all right it was just a bad game you know kind of similar to ah Cavs just had a bad series against the Knicks I think if you go further than that I th- honestly like I I think it boiled down to CJ Stroud as a talented quarterback. I like think that we, p- immediately puts more pressure on our quarterback. I don't want to overthink yeah. it. I don't want to overreact to that so, game against you. So what happens again if we just if we have this great regular season defensively and then we see CJ Stroud again next year and he smokes us? Am I okay, but am is, I dra- should should then there be complaints? Am should I it- drafting a guy because he's a quote unquote I think he's a quote unquote C.J. Stroud stopper when I might not even see C.J. Well, Stroud for another couple of years? Well, it's not years. just about C.J. Stroud. It's Joe Burrow. It's Lamar Jackson. I've done well against Joe it's Burrow. It's Josh Allen. My defense has done well against Joe Burrow, I, no matter who's the but, defender, but, I mean, Joe, the defensive coordinator. Joe Burrow in the playoffs has been pretty unstoppable. We haven't played Joe yeah. Burrow in the playoffs yet. 
Haven't done that so yet. You, so it seems like you're saying so, just disregard what what, I, I what, got, the, what the Houston I'm not, and their rookie head coach or rookie not, quarterback did not to us. Disregarding. Well, can we not throw two pick sixes? You know, but five were, minutes remember, into the second half. Yeah, I, but I the game I, was over. I think I think fans, Owen, they wanted to go to the Joe Flacco thing. I'm like, Joe Flacco played great the first half. I'm not disregarding. And they were down. Okay, but I'm not disregarding it. I'm being pragmatic about it. I'm not going to overreact to one game against a team that's not even in the division that I'm that I may or may not see for the next how many years. We might not just run into C.J. Stroud. We might not be good enough to run into C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud might get hurt. I don't know. But, I cannot make all my decisions based on C.J. Stroud. And yet our I fans can't on I seem can't like on our Lamar. fans overreacted to what Lamar Jackson did in the playoffs, but we're not going right. to overreact to what our defense did in the playoffs. 216-474-0092. Should we overreact? Should we use it as a template? The Houston loss, should we use it as a template to what we do in free agency and what we do in the draft? 216-474-0092. Basically, do you agree with Tone or do you agree with me? That... And I believe someone said this to Mary Kay. I just don't believe whoever said this to Mary Kay. Ken Carmen, Anthony Lima, take us with you to work on the free Odyssey app. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.